This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. Barkcast deals with just about everything dog-related. Dog obedience, training, health, owning a dog, dog behaviour and care and nutrition. Each week, your questions will be answered by professional senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell, a professional member of the IACP, a registered evaluator with the American Kennel Club, and has trained thousands of dogs across a variety of disciplines. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thank you for asking. Excellent, so we've, we've had an email come in from Lisa. Okay. Uh, let me read it to you. Sure. Um, my dog is very protective of her favourite toy and if she's playing with it, will often growl or snap at anyone if they try to take it. Right, okay. It's her toy... So am I right not to really worry about it? Uh, no, I off the bat would say that's something you want to at very least be quite concerned about. So just to, I think what Lisa's asking, so her dog's got a toy. Yeah. And I think if anyone goes near it, the dog gets, let's say, aggressive, even though growling might not be aggressive. Yeah. So, okay. When dogs do make a lot of sounds, they growl, they'll snarl, they'll bark and what have you, even when playing. So, it again, this is something I, I can't for... Sorry, was it Lisa? Lisa, yeah. I can't um, diagnose this via an email and say, yep, this is what it is. This is something I would want to see um, so I could give you a more sort of direct answer. However, that's if I'm erring on the side of caution, um, it might be something that would indicate a bit of resource guarding. So the dog saying, this is mine and you cannot have it back away. Sorry, you said resource guarding. Yeah, so re- I think uh, when we think of resources, you know, our, our money, our telephones, you know, personal possessions, these are our resources. And if someone comes along to take them without permission, we're going to feel a bit miffed about that. So, and it's the same for dogs. So that's my toy, it's my bed, it's my food, it's my sofa, um, it's my space in the house. These are all resources that a dog can and may want to guard because it's theirs. So for, for something like playing with toys, just so it, with us saying, well, it's her toy, it doesn't really matter. If it is a genuine case of the dog saying, no, lady, back away, this is mine, and if you try, I will hurt you, that is something you want to deal with now because if we allow that to happen, there's a potential that it might spread to other things. Okay, so I think I'm more understanding now. So I, let's put my dog Maximus. Um, when I'm playing with a stick and trying to fight, he's growling because we're yep. pulling, we're playing tug of war with a stick. Yep. Now, is that resource? Sorry, what did you, how did you say? It? Resource guarding, or is that just him playing? That, and, and having seen that, I would say that's just him playing and right, sort of being okay. a goof. And again, and most people listening, if they've played tug with their dogs, I'm sure they will say, "Yeah, my dog sort of growls uh, quite a lot." But that's not the dog saying, "Hey, you know, give this to me. This is mine." Um, this is just them sort of vocalizing in play. In the same way that any, you know, if we're playing sport, people vocalize, so it's a, a natural sort of expression of you know we're having fun and engaging. It's not in that instance. It's not them being aggressive. From what Lisa's suggesting, um, and again, Lisa, don't um, don't hold me to this, but it does suggest there might be something a little bit more sinister going on in the way that you're saying. If she's playing with it and someone goes near her, that's when she's growling and snapping. 
So, and that's something I would want to work on with her. So, um, to really counter condition the dog that, you know, it's not just what you've got. Um, I might have to take it. If we allow it to play out, um, what we're saying is, well, it's her toy. It doesn't matter if she growls and snaps. She can keep that because I don't need it. The problem becomes if she's got something that you do need um, that she either shouldn't have access to, um, be it a bottle of um, paracetamol has fallen on the floor and she's decided she wants to chew on that. That's something you need to get pretty quickly. Or if it's your brand new shoes that she's chewing on. Again, that's something you want to be able to get hold of. And if she's starting to guard those resources, that's when you're going to have problems. So, and again, so the, the classic um, case of resource guarding, you're going to see dogs that are growling, they're lunging, they're biting at something that the dog perceives as valuable to them. And it might be something as innocuous as their toy. Um, you might also have heard the term um, uh, possession aggression. It's kind of the same thing. They're being aggressive and reactive to possessions. Does this make the dog, is it trying to be the pack leader? Is that what it's doing? Uh, it could be a case of what we would call, say, dominance by default. So it's like, no, I'm going to have this. I've got clients that have um, had similar issues. And again, it's not just toys. It could be f access to food. Um, it could be uh, the space on the floor. It could be the sofa. I've got clients that have a dog, and whenever he's on the sofa, when they approach the sofa, the dog is growling and snapping at them. So and it's like, well... It's your sofa, not the dog's. That's something we need to work on. But the dog is basically saying, no, this is my area. Go away. Um, and that's not something you want to get into. Or, or you, It's not a situation that you want your dog to believe that he can win. And yes, this is his sofa because it clearly isn't. So uh, training early and obviously doing it quite often can help to discourage it. It depends on whether it's something that's just been reinforced in the dog. And again, so going back to Lisa and her example, if... Um, if you've got a dog that's sort of growling a little bit when we're reaching for the toy, the natural thing for us to do, we kind of go, ooh, and sort of step away. And then it's kind of fun, so we sort of slowly reach our hand to pretend to grab it. The dog starts growling. We, we take our hand away, and we kind of make that the game. But at the same time, it's just showing the dog, when I growl and snap, I can make you go away. So we are actually reinforcing the wrong behavior in that respect. Which is quite amusing because you see a lot of YouTube videos or Facebook videos of, of people doing this exact thing with their little... And it's generally, and I don't mean to be <laughs> little doggish, yeah, yeah. but it's generally little dogs that they're doing it with and they're making them growl and then they're pulling it away and oh, look at my dog, it's so much fun. Yeah, and it, it's usually with the small dogs just because it's quote-unquote cute um, and what have you. But yeah, it's, it's teasing and in yes, it's kind of funny sometimes taking yourself out of the emotional equation, yeah, it's just to look at it, it's quite funny. But when you sort of really look into it, you think, okay, that's, there's a lot of problems sort of all over that. Um, I mean, obviously people share these videos with me all the time. Hey, I've just seen this, it's funny. And I'm like, yes, on one level, yeah, I can see where the humor is. But then I look at it and think, yeah, I can see where the problems are going to come later on down the line from this. Um, with something like resource guarding, and again, for, for Lisa, obviously I would suggest bring the dog in so I can have a look. But for me, this is more about uh, I want to redirect the dog. So if she's growling over that particular toy, rather than me trying to reach and grab it and bring attention to that toy, I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to pick up another toy and play with that one. Dogs always want what the other dog has. Give two dogs a bone, they'll want the other dog's one. So I'll take up a new toy and I'll play with this and get my dog interested in this toy and then I can drop it on the floor and, oh, I accidentally dropped it. My dog runs for that one. I can pick up the first one. And now I've got the original toy that I'm playing with. And I can show this to my dog and say, hey, do you want this one? They drop the other one. 
And so we're just playing swapsies, but I'm not reaching for it. I'm not taking it. I'm offering it, but they've got to drop the other toy first. So I'm giving them a, a conscious choice to make. Let go of the toy. Come over here and take this one. So you are allowing me to take this resource. And then over time, they kind of work out, oh, you're not trying to take it away. You are actually playing with me. Again, I'm, I'm using very loose phrasing here. No, so. no absolutely. And how's it work with food? So in terms of anything, um, I would use the same sort of what we call sort of counter conditioning program for anything. If they're reactive to the sofa, reactive to space on the floor, reactive to food, I would do the same thing. Um, for something like uh, food aggression, and again, I'm, I'm giving some tidbit ideas here, although can I just raise the klaxon that, you know, the classic don't try this at home. Either come and if you're here, come and see me first with this and I'll talk you through it. Or, or if you're listening elsewhere, find a trainer first, go and see them to go through this with you, preferably, rather than just trying it at home in, in case. Um, but for something like food, um, and again, people say this, you know, my dog's perfectly fine with anything, but God forbid you go near his food bowl, um, there's a problem. So rather than just being, there's your food, no, there I take it away. Oh, there's your food, no, there I take it away. I'd want to make it more of a calmer process. So there's your empty bowl and I'll put some kibble in it, a couple of pieces. And then I'll, oh, I'll put a couple more in. So the, it's you, me, you, dog, me, the bowl, we're all together. And there's no reactivity because there's no food, but the food's coming from me. So it's rewarding for me to be there at this time. And we just build that up slowly. And then it's a case of most of the food's in the bowl. I put the bowl down. I'll top it up with a couple more bits. The dog wants me to be part of this process because they're getting more food out of it. So it's positive rather than they see me as the one that's going to take it away. So I think on this one, it's really important that we come and see yourself or a, a trainer. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the look from you yeah, as well. Yeah, no, it's like. just, again, and I get, and I get calls a lot of the time from, from uh, clients asking these types of questions. And it's, it's dangerous on my behalf to say, oh, in this case, Lisa, what you need to do is X, Y, Z. Because the dog's just playing, so, and dogs growl when they play, and you'll be perfectly fine. And she listens to that and says, oh, okay, I'll go and play with my dog. And the next thing you know, she's lost a finger. So it, um, and equally, it might be the other way that she goes, oh, my dog's really super aggressive. I've got to deal with this. She goes to see a trainer, and they're like, no, he, she's perfectly fine. She's just playing. I'd rather the latter than the former. To summarize, basically... For something like this, I would seek professional help just to make sure um, it is innocuous as opposed to being something more serious. Um, and one of the other, while we're on the topic, one of the other questions I get asked a lot is, why do my dogs chew the expensive stuff in my house? Why do they chew phone cables? Why do they chew the expensive shoes? And the simple answer often to these questions is, because you care. If it's something that you don't, if, you, if it's shoes you're going to throw out and the dog's chewing on them, you tend not to react. If they're chewing on your brand new shoes, you tend to react. So we're just drawing attention to those particular items. So we all seem to be guarded about how much attention we're drawing to what they're engaged with. And equally, if they're on the floor chewing their toy, that is the time I want to engage with my dog and sort of draw attention. So yeah, you chew that toy, I will engage with you. In terms of the um, preventing the guarding aspect of that, I want to engage and play with my dogs a lot. Um, a lot of people say, oh, you should never play tug with your dog because it, it will reinforce that aggression. It will reinforce that possession aggression in them. For me, that's rubbish. I want tug to be a great game and a bond between the two of us because we're both here. So, And again, I can use a game of tug and I've let my dog win more times than not. 
because, oh, you're so strong, you got it. And if I'm showing them that they're strong and they've won the toy, they're more likely to bring it back, number one. And then I can use that game to teach them how to let go. And if they let go, they get the toy straight back again. So letting go restarts the game. And if we can work on that sort of process, then I'm negating any option of them wanting to guard resources from me because we're sharing them equally anyway. Cool. Thank you very much, Russell. No problem at all. Thank you. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.